Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I have got some good news and some bad news for you today. The good news is I'm feeling much better. If you remember from last week, I was having a bout with some kind of water contamination parasite in my stomach. I'm in Mexico and I don't know what happened. You know, I drink bottled water, so I don't know what happened. Maybe I got some shower water in my mouth. Maybe it was from brushing my teeth, you know, using the sink water. I don't know. But I did get some kind of parasite that was causing me to purge and become really dehydrated. Now, I've recovered from that. And the pharmacist had said that this happens to everybody who visits this part of Mexico. I'm down in Oaxaca. I'm down in Puerto Escondido in the Oaxaca territory of southern Mexico. And I guess the water down here is really, really bad. So even drinking bottled water, you know, if you brush your teeth with the sink water, you know, just showering even, you get some water in your mouth and you can get a little bit sick. So that's what happened. But I got some medication, stopped the dehydration. I'm feeling much better. Everything is good on that front. But the bad news is last night or two nights ago, I was walking home from getting some food and I got bit by a street dog. <laughs> I know, brothers, it's wild. Like I'm just walking home. You know, usually dogs, I'm very good with animals. You know, I've had dogs my whole life. I'm very friendly with dogs. Usually, you know, the dogs will bark. They usually don't bite. But I was walking home back to the Airbnb, and I come across these dogs that were in the street. There were two of them. One was behind a fence. Two of them were free and in the street. And they all started barking. And I guess I came up a little fast, or maybe I came a little too close. And one of them ran around behind me and bit me in the back of the leg. And he was trying to use my leg as like a tug of war toy. I don't know if you guys have ever played with your dogs. If you have dogs, you ever play with dogs, you kind of play that tug of war with them. They get a hold of this toy and they start tugging and pulling. Well, this dog grabbed a hold of the back of my leg. He sunk his teeth between the skin and the muscle and he starts tugging, tugging on my leg like it's a freaking tug of war toy. And so he really separated my skin from the muscle, went to the hospital, got a few stitches, but everything is good now. Got the stitches. I'm feeling fine. I'm some antibiotics. It's all good, brothers. It was pretty wild. I mean, it was a pretty wild evening. And I'll tell you, it's been a pretty wild experience here in Mexico so far. But today, we're going to talk about relationships, <laughs> which is a pretty awesome segue, right? Relationships. I just had a relationship with a, with a dog, and now we're going to talk about relationships here. Now, in the academy, we're learning how to believe new things. And it's a very powerful month for changing your belief system. And when you change your belief system, you change your life. You guys know this. this is the universal truth. We have beliefs that create, literally create, the life we experience. Our beliefs manifest our reality and our reality provides evidence and confirmation bias for our beliefs. And as you all probably know by now, if, if this is not the first podcast episode you've listened to, then you probably know by now that I have some pretty counterintuitive beliefs when it comes to most things. Part of my journey has been to scrutinize every single belief I've had since I had grown up as a child, basically taking all these beliefs, all this conditioning that I was taught as a child, and just take a look at it. Basically, bring it out into the open, open the doors, turn on the lights of this room of belief system, and scrutinize it, and literally look at every single one of them. And what I found is, 
for the most part, the beliefs that I was choosing as a child and then carrying on into adulthood for me were just simply not serving me. In fact, I find that most of the beliefs that humans take for granted in society are generally insane. Now, I use that word very carefully, brothers. I'm not saying that you are insane or that your friends or your family or your childhood or that anything is insane. I'm saying that humans as a species tend to go along with belief systems that they're so unconscious of that if a advanced form of life coming down from outer space, like if we had aliens land here that were an intelligent form of life, an advanced form of life, and they landed on earth and they began to study our living conditions and belief systems, this intelligent race of aliens would immediately and certainly determine our species to be backwards and crazy. I mean, if you hadn't grown up in the world, if you hadn't grown up in society as we know it, and you hadn't been conditioning to follow the constructs of society, you know, the constructs of the matrix, and then all of a sudden you entered into what we consider to be civilization, I think you would find most of human behavior to be insane. Probably you'd find most of human behavior to be confused and even self-destructive. Now, brothers, I'm not saying that we're destined for horribleness. I'm not saying that we're all going to go out and we're all just going to, I'm not, basically I'm not saying I'm a pessimist. I'm not a pessimist at all. I believe in the individual. I believe in every single one of us as a being of energy and light. I believe that we are all spiritual beings of love. I do. I believe that every one of us is destined for greatness and to evolve ourselves to our highest potential. What I'm saying is that when you stop, when you really stop and examine your beliefs, when you stop and examine the way we as a species live in the construct that we've built in society, I think you'll discover it to be very backwards and quite pernicious in terms of our thought patterns, life conditions, and our general behaviors. This is necessary. We, we have to see this. We have to build a life of perniciousness because in order to do that, when we do that, then we can see ourselves and choose our higher path. We can see what we are creating and we can wake up from our own creation because we are a part of creation. That's what creation wants for us. Creation wants us to see what it is that we are so that we, as part of creation, can begin to create who it is that we choose to be. And I find that in relationships, this is one of the most important, this is one of the most obvious ways for us to see that our views, our versions, and the way we've determined relationships to be has been very backwards. And that we can begin to view our relationships and we can begin to wake up and create our relationships purposefully. Because brothers, I've told you before, relationships are one of the most misunderstood things in the human experience. And I've talked to you guys so much about relationships that I want to honestly say, I want to tell you this here and now, you have nothing more to learn about relationships. You have nothing more to learn. There's nothing I can teach you about relationships. You know what relationships are. You are in relationship. You are in relation to someone, something, somewhere all the time. People, things, places, you are always in relationship. That is the duality of the human experience, to be in relationship. If you weren't in relationship, we would just be in oneness. We'd be in the absolute field of love. But we came from the absolute field of love in order to have a human experience of duality so that we can learn about who we are, choose who we want to be through the process of relationships. So you know everything you need to know about relationships. You only have to demonstrate what you already know. And by demonstrating what you already know, there is a way to be happy in relationships, and that is to use relationships for their intended purpose, the intended purpose of creation, not the purpose that humans have designed around relationships. Because relationships are constantly challenging. Relationships are constantly calling you, brother, you, to create, express, and experience higher and higher aspects of yourself, 
grander and grander versions and visions of yourself, the most magnificent alpha state you can muster. Nowhere can you do this in your life more immediately, more impactfully, and more immaculately than in relationships. And in fact, without relationships, you can't do it at all. Like I said, if we were in the absolute field of oneness, the field of information, love, and light, there would be no relationships because we would be one with all things. The duality allows relationships to be created. And it is only through relationships with other people, places, events, things, that you can even exist as a human being, as a knowable quantity, as an identifiable someone in the universe. Because remember, absent of everything else, there is what you are not. You are only what you are relative to another thing that you are not. That is how it is in the world of the relative. That is how it is in the world of the subjective, in the human experience, as opposed to the world of the absolute, which is the field of oneness, the field of love, perfection, information, and light. Once you clearly understand this, once you have deeply, deeply grasped this concept, then you intuitively, without thought, just intuitively, Bless each and every experience, every human encounter that you come across, and especially the human relationships for which we see as constructive, positive, and good in their highest sense. You see that all relationships can be used, must be used, and are being used, whether we want them to or not, to construct who you really are. Whether you are doing this consciously or unconsciously, brother, you are constructing, you are choosing who you want to be every time you demonstrate yourself in a relationship. That construction can be a magnificent creation of your own conscious design through your alpha state. It can be done intentionally, or it can be a strictly happenstance configuration through your beta condition. You can choose to be a person who has resulted simply from what has happened throughout your life, right? Through all of the conditioning, through all the stories, through all the experiences that you've had as a child, all the education accumulated through your beta condition, or from what you've chosen intentionally to be and do about what you've experienced through your alpha state. And it is in this latter form, it is in this alpha state form that creation of yourself becomes conscious, becomes aware. It is through this experience that your alpha state, your true self becomes realized. And therefore, every relationship has a very special and formative version of who you are, and it will always reveal to you who you are choosing to be. Our relationships, our human relationships, never fail. They never fail. When we talk about romantic relationships, I'm going to talk specifically about romantic relationships, the relationships of intimacy between lovers. And when human love relationships fail, and again, they don't ever really fail, what happens is we just put expectations on them, and then they don't fulfill those expectations we put on them, so we label them as having failed. But I'm telling you that they never really fail. What happens is we enter into these relationships for the wrong reason. Now, stop right there, coach. What do you mean by wrong? You've said over and over again that wrong and right are subjective and don't really exist. And of course, wrong is a relative term, meaning that something is measured against something that is right. And right is a relative term measured against something that is wrong. So it wouldn't be right or it wouldn't be accurate. Let me put it this way. It wouldn't be accurate to say that relationships are right or wrong, that they fail or that they succeed. It's just that when I say fail or that we enter into them in the wrong way, 
I'm just saying that we don't enter into them for reasons that are beneficial or conducive for their survival. Because most people enter into relationships. I know you've done this yourself. I've done this myself. I'm not going to throw you guys under the bus. I've done this myself. Most humans in this world, living on this planet today and in the past, have entered into relationships with an idea towards what they can get out of them rather than what they can put into them. The purpose of a relationship is to decide what part of yourself you'd like to see show up, you'd like to see demonstrate, not what part of another, the other, you can capture, that you can hold on to. There can only be one purpose for the relationships and for all of life, and that is to be and to decide who you are, to elevate your alpha state. Look, brothers, I know it's a romantic thing. I know it's all over the Hollywood. It's all up in the music, right? It's all in the poems to say that you were nothing before that special person came along, that you were empty, that you were incomplete before your lover entered into your life. But that's not true. Not only is that not true, it puts an incredible amount of pressure on your partner to be all sorts of things that she is not. Because now she's not wanting to let you down, right? Now she's in this state of, I can't let him down. Your partner's going to be trying very hard to be and do the things that you want her to do until she can't do it anymore. She's going to try to fulfill your expectations and your manuals until she can't do it, until she can no longer complete the idea, the story that you have about who you think they are. Until they can no longer fill the roles, the manuals for which you have assigned for them to fulfill. And what happens is resentment builds. Anger follows. And finally, in order for her to realize who she is, in order to save herself and the relationship, your partner will begin to reclaim their real self and they'll act more in accordance with who they really are. And it is about this time in the relationship that you start to say to yourself, my partner's changed. She's not the person she used to be. It is always romantic to say that now that your special partner has entered into your life, you feel complete. I know it's romantic. I know it's all over. Like, you complete me, right? That was the Jerry Maguire thing. You complete me. <laughs> I don't know. If you, if you guys haven't seen Jerry Maguire, watch it. It's a great story of dedication and perseverance. I mean, I love Jerry Maguire. I think it's a great movie, but it's very silly at the end when he comes in there and says, you complete me. The purpose of relationships is not to have another person who completes you. The purpose of a relationship is to have another person with whom you can share your completeness with and she can share her completeness with. And that is the paradox of all human relationships. This is the alpha paradox, brothers. We have lots of alpha paradoxes. We have lots of alpha male tenants. We have lots of alpha male paradoxes. And one of them is this. You have no need for a romantic partner in order for you to experience who you truly are. And without another person, you cannot experience who you really are. I know that sounds like a paradox. You don't need them, and without them, you can't do it. This is the mystery. This is the mystery of the human experience. It's the frustration and the joy of being a human being. It requires deep understanding and a total willingness to live within this paradox in a way that makes sense. And brothers, very few people do it. Most humans will enter their relationship forming years ripe with anticipation, right? Think about it. you early 20s, late 20s. You're full of sexual energy. You have a wide open heart. You're joyful. You're eager to find that special someone. And then somewhere, maybe in the 40s, maybe earlier, maybe in the 30s, you've finally given up. 
You've given up your grandest dream. You've set aside your highest hope and you've settled for your lowest expectation or for nothing at all. And the problem with that is so basic. It's so simple and yet so tragically misunderstood that your grandest dream, brothers, your highest idea, your fondest hope has been to do with your beloved other. You are seeking someone else to fulfill who you think you are instead of looking within yourself to find and discover and create who it is you choose to be. The test of your relationships has to do with how well the other person has lived up to your ideas and how well you saw yourself living up to her ideas. Yet the only real test, the only real purpose of relationship has to do with how well you live up to your beliefs around yourself. That's why relationships are sacred. They're sacred because they provide you with life's grandest opportunity. Opportunity, not obligation. Opportunity to create and produce the experience of your highest conceptualized self. And relationships fail through expectation when we see them as life's grandest opportunity to create and produce the experience of your highest concept of your partner. That is the obligation you place on them. So I'm offering that each of you in your relationships as alphas, you're the alpha male, she's the alpha female, each of you worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Think about yourself. What is yourself being, doing, and having? What is yourself wanting, asking, and giving? What is yourself seeking, creating, and experiencing? And all relationships would magnificently serve their purpose. And they will be, by definition, serving the other. Because when each of you in relationships worries not about each other, but only about yourself, you are serving the other person because it is through your experience and demonstration of love within you that you are able to love the other. And I know it sounds wild. I know it sounds wild. It's very counterintuitive because I know all of you have been told that in the highest form of relationship, you do worry about the other person. You do put the other person first. And I'm telling you this. That when you put the other person first, when you obsess with the other person, that is what causes relationships to fail because it falls through your expectations. Your mind starts to go, what is, what is my partner being? What is my partner doing? What is my partner having? What is she saying? What is she wanting? What is she demanding? What is she thinking? What is she expecting? What is she planning? The alpha understands that it doesn't matter what the other person is being, doing, having, saying, wanting, demanding. It doesn't matter what the other person is thinking, expecting, planning. It only matters what you are being and demonstrating in relationships to that. So brothers, hear me when I say this, the most loving person in a relationship is the person who is self-centered, centered on the self. And again, I know that may come across as selfish. That may come across as that is so selfish, coach. How could you say that? But here it is. It's not if you look at it carefully. Because if you cannot love yourself, you cannot love another person. And many people make the mistake of seeking love of self through the other person. But of course, they don't realize they're doing this. This is a very beta conditioned role. It's a very unconscious beta condition conditioning story. It's not a conscious effort. It's what's going on deep inside the mind, deep inside the subconscious. People will start to think, if I can just love others, then they will love me. And when they love me, then I will be lovable. And when I am lovable, then I can love myself. But brothers, the reverse of this is that so many people hate themselves because they feel there is not another person out there who loves them. This is the sickness. It's when people are sick because the truth is other people do love them. Everybody loves you. That's the thing. We all love each other. We are by definition love because we are beings of love. We are spiritual beings of love and light. 
Everybody loves everybody because everybody is one with everybody. That's why it's a sickness of forgetfulness. We've forgotten who we are, so we forget that we are love itself. So other people do love you, everybody loves you, but it doesn't matter because you've forgotten that. No matter how many people even tell you that they love you, it's still not enough. Why? Because first, what do people do? What do humans do? Maybe you've done this yourself. First, you don't believe that people love you. They'll tell you they love you and you don't believe it. You think that they're trying to manipulate you. You think that they're trying to get something from you. How could they love you for the way you truly are? How can they love you when you don't even love yourself? There must be some mistake. They must want something. Now, what is it you think they want? So they just sit around, you sit around trying to figure out how anybody could actually love you. You don't believe them, right? You don't believe them and you go out on this campaign to make them prove it because you don't love yourself yet. You haven't figured out what self-love is. You don't know, you don't believe the other person loves you. So now you make them try to prove it. They have to prove to you that they love you. And that is the manuals, brother. Do this for me. Fulfill this need for me. Demonstrate this to show me. Tell me, you know, do these things. What are the five love languages, right? Touch me, tell me, spend time with me, give me gifts, acts of service. To do this, if when you do this, then I know you love me. And in order for that to happen, you ask them to alter their behavior. You ask them to follow your manuals. Then what happens if, they, if you finally do get to the place where you believe them, right? Finally, they've, done, they've demonstrated enough. Now you begin to worry about how long you can keep that love. How long can I keep them loving me? So in order to hold on to their love, what do you do? Now you start altering your behavior. You start showing up in the way you think they want you to show up. You start following their manuals. So now two people literally lose themselves in a relationship. This is the gamma trap. They get into a relationship hoping to find themselves and they end up losing themselves instead. They end up succumbing to each other's manual. This losing of the self in a relationship is what causes the bitterness of partnerships. Two people join together in a partnership hoping that the, the whole will become greater than the sum of the parts only to find that it is less. They feel less than they were when they were single, less capable, less able, less exciting, less attractive, less joyful, less content. And this is because they are less because they have given up who they are in order to be in the relationships. Relationships were never meant to be this way, brother. And yet this is how so many humans have designated and experienced their relationships in this world. Now we get to the meat of the podcast, right? Like now we get to it, brothers, because what I'm going to tell you from here out is, of course, my opinion. It's, of course, my counterintuitive, incredibly opposite from what most human beings are doing in relationships. And what I'm going to tell you may go against everything you've ever learned about relationships. And that is this, that you have no guidelines, you have no rules, you have no laws, you have no agreements, you have no obligation in any relationships, no obligations. No obligation to your partner. I know that may sound, again, selfish, may sound self-centered. I want to offer that it sounds self-full because a lot of those other words have a negative connotation. But there is no obligation. In a truly alpha relationship, there's no obligation. There's no restriction or limitation. There's no guideline or rule. You are not bound by any circumstance or situation. You are not constrained by any code or any law or any vow. You are not punishable for any offense nor capable of any because there is no such thing that is offensive. And I know you say, that can't work, coach. We have to be bound by obligation. We have to be bound to each other through vow, through word, by saying, this is my partner and I'm bound to her. I'm obligated to her, to her happiness, to her fulfillment, to her, to her dreams, to her successes. And I want to offer you that there is no way that no obligation cannot work. If you are about the business of creating who you are, 
if you are about the business of living through your alpha state. Look, if you want to live through your beta condition, by all means, obligate yourself to another person. If you want to live through your beta condition, you can imagine yourself to be about the task of trying to be what someone else wants you to be, do what someone else wants you to do, and allow the obligation to fulfill your future. You can do that. But I'm telling you this now, brothers, I'm telling you this, that obligation never fulfills the alpha state because the alpha state is already needless. It is already boundless. It is already ruleless. It has no rules. It is out there seeking only the state of being that is the highest form, and that is love, and that is love for yourself. All of the masters have said this. All of the alpha masters have said this. The most commonly known alpha master said this when he said, love others as you love yourself. Treat others as you treat yourself. Listen to those words. Love others as you love yourself. He didn't say love others before you love yourself. He said, love others as you love yourself. You must love yourself first. He didn't say treat others better than you treat yourself. He said, treat others as you treat yourself. You must treat yourself with love before you can demonstrate love for others. This has been taught by every master, the Christ, the Buddha, the Krishna, every single master out there has taught this same thing. We just, we just didn't understand it. We're out there trying to sacrifice. We're out there trying to obligate. We're out there trying to deprecate ourselves for the happiness, for the success, for the whatever of others, for the obligations that we make. So if it's not about obligation, what is it about? And brothers, I'm here to tell you it's about opportunity. Never do anything in a relationship out of a sense of obligation. Do whatever you do out of a sense of glorious opportunity that your relationship affords you to decide and to be who you truly are. What opportunity, coach? What do you mean by opportunity? Opportunity to make the other person happy? Opportunity to support the other person in their dreams? Opportunity for them to support me in my dreams? Opportunity to make them successful? No. Opportunity for you. Opportunity for you and on five levels, on five levels of opportunity. Because if you and your partner can both agree that the purpose of your relationship at a conscious level that the purpose of your relationship is to create an opportunity, not an obligation, never an obligation, but an opportunity for five things. Number one, for personal growth, that each of you grow in yourselves, that each of you continue to evolve yourselves, not help the other person evolve because the other person will evolve as you evolve. When you evolve yourself, when you personally grow, the other person gets to choose whether they want to grow as well or not, but you can't force them to grow through an obligation. Your opportunity is for you to grow. That's number one, for personal growth. Number two is for a fullness of self-expression, for you to speak what it is that you're thinking, for what it is that you're feeling, for you to be open and honest and vulnerable in your relationships. That's an opportunity for you to be honest, to be trustworthy to speak your honest truth of the way you feel and the what you think, to give your opinions openly and vulnerably. That's number two. It's not to be there so that the other person can do that. They must take make that opportunity. They must take that opportunity for themselves. But when you do that, when you show up honest and vulnerable, you share your light. You shine your light. You share your love. That's number two. Number one is personal growth. Number two is self-expression. Number three is for lifting up your life to its highest potential. Brother, demonstrate. Demonstrate with your actions. Kindness, love, gratitude, generosity, compassion. That is your highest self. That is your alpha state. 
That is the opportunity for you to do that in relationship. Number four, for healing, brother. A relationship is an opportunity for healing every false thought or small idea you've ever had about yourself, for letting go of your beta condition, for letting go of the thoughts that aren't serving you, for seeing that those thoughts reflected in demonstration with your relationship, with your beloved partner. And when you can see those false thoughts showing up, when you can see your insecurities, fears, worries, doubts showing up in demonstration, you can begin to heal from those. They're not there for you to take out your anger, for them to supplicate or for them to pat you on the back for your insecurity. They're there for you to see your own worries and insecurities and fears and doubts so that you can heal from them. That's number four. And brothers, number five is for an ultimate reunion with the universe so that your soul and her soul can create a communion of two souls in the absolute field of love and oneness. And if you take that vow, instead of the vows that we've been taking through this, through whatever it is that we've, we say to each other when we enter in relationships, and then I offer you that the relationship is already off to a good start. It's off on a good beginning because you are both agreeing to the opportunity of being in the relationship so that you each and individually can begin to create who you choose to be. You can begin to heal from who you're not and choose who you want to be. That is the purpose of relationship. Relationships are opportunities for you to remember who you are as a being of light and love and for you to choose who you want to be and what you want to experience in this human life. Now, brothers, I know I'm over time here. I know I'm over 30 minutes, so I'm going to make this very quick. I'm going to wrap it up right here and right now because right now, in this moment, your alpha state has again, has again, each and every moment it does this. But once again, here and now, as you listen to this podcast, your alpha state has created an opportunity for you to be, do, and have whatever it takes for you to know who you really are. To understand that in every moment of creation, in every moment of time, creation is reflecting back to you the opportunity for you to choose, for you to choose to remember the truth of who you are. Your alpha state has brought you to the words you are listening to right now. And it has brought you to the words of wisdom and truth before. It's not just my words. They're words that are resonating within you because you know what it is that I'm saying. You're hearing it with your heart. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if your alpha state hadn't brought you here. You'd be listening to some other podcast. You'd be listening to the radio or you'd be doing something else. Not everybody listens to this podcast. There are other podcasts out there. There are other things to listen to. There are a trillion, there are an infinite number of things you could be doing right now. But your soul, your alpha state is always providing you and bringing you towards an opportunity for you to choose, for you to be, do, and have what it takes for you to be and know and experience who you really are. So brother, what will you do now? What will you choose to be? Your alpha state is elevating. Your alpha state is watching. It's watching with interest as your mind makes choices and your body goes through actions. Brothers, what is it that you are choosing now in this moment? Make that choice for you. Choose who you intend to be with consciousness, love, generosity, kindness, compassion, and gratitude. That's what I have for you guys today. I love you, brothers. I love every single one of you. And until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha. 
your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.